0: You were like, you thought this was a non-obstacle, but it fully was. (laughs) Everyone who was intense was like, let's go. Let's fucking go. And I saw it and I was like, let's fucking go. I was like, let's fucking go a little bit slower.
1: Welcome to the Take the Bridge podcast. I am Darcy. (laughs) I am um, flying solo today. Um, It's a couple of days after the race, our Take the Bridge Natty's. Maddie had to stay at home this past weekend. It was his birthday, as we um, talked about in the past podcast. You know, here's the thing is that Take the Bridge, we went to Atlanta just to like be a part of the vibes and everything that was happening For the Olympic trials and it was the first time that we've done a race right after a big race like normally we do our races like on a Friday or and then the marathons on Saturday so this is the first time that it was like the marathon was on Saturday morning and then we had our race Saturday night um it was an experiment to see you know like if it was successful or whatever you know like I was so glad to be there and we talk a little bit about the Olympic trials and I did It's hard for me to talk about this race because the Olympic trials are so fucking special and I don't want to take away from that whatsoever. But all I wanted to do was like be a part of the vibes for that weekend and also provide something for people afterwards before they went to go and celebrate afterwards and just to kind of continue the vibes and continue the energy of what was happening. Um, And also just provide people that like are in the city Something to do for themselves, you know, I hope that was what happened, what came out of it. We had a really crazy night, you know, like nobody that ran our race, maybe a small select few were actually from Atlanta, so we'll talk about it, but then a lot of people got lost. <laughs> um let's set up our race, so the start and the finish was in the alleyway behind Georgia beer Garden, super gritty. We gave people three checkpoints all of which were bridges um there was the major bridge which was um the jackson street bridge which like is right on the marathon course um another one was um a bridge that was part of a bike path that became like an overpass that was a bridge somewhat confusing for people And and then there was another bridge that went over this reservoir within a park um In addition to all that, depending on the course that you took, you ended up taking three additional, two to three additional bridges as as a result. So it was tons of bridges. um, But because nobody really knew the city at all, we found that a lot of people got lost just because they were confused about where the checkpoints were. It's a little crazy. What we found afterwards is that, you know, um, the men were a little timid (laughs) And the women took some fricking risks and I loved seeing that. And it's something that I've never seen in our races before, you know, like normally and Ashley who does the, um, the dead last or, you know, like the last finishers, um, she follows along with them. She'll test this as well Is that. Like we go out with the men and they do some crazy stuff and, you know, it's just a lot to try to keep up with them, try to keep them safe, whatever. Um, and then we go and do the women's and, maybe it's because we've already done it once with the men that it doesn't seem as, as, as like intense, but for some reason it, you know, like it's a little bit like of like a calmer feeling with the women. Um, what I will say is that last night the men were a little timid. I think a lot of people got lost. We were trying to like get people back on the course. <laughs> You'll hear all, all about it, but the women, man, that race was just so amazing. And every time, I didn't know if they were going to take the shortcut, if they were going to take the smart move, if they were going to take some risks. They always did what the men didn't do, and they always took these freaking risks that were ballsy. And I was just so proud of what the women were doing. And, um, you know, our our lead lady Izzy made some super tactical moves. That everybody followed behind her, and I love that like she made them without any kind of hesitation, and then everybody was just like. Fuck yeah, let's do it. <laughs> um, and so you'll see all of that. Um, and you know, it's just so inter- I loved getting all of the vibes from it, you know. And then what happened is that we all went to the beer garden afterwards, and like that's where everybody after the marathon went. So you got to like hang out with the people from the marathon. You heard people talking about the race, you heard people talking about um, the trials, and there was just that place was packed to the gills, and it was all of these runners, all these people from New York, from other cities, from Boston, from you know Chicago from all over the place, all hanging out together. It just I loved the vibes of that after party. Um, so that's that. I just literally gave you the full gamut of the entire race. Um, but now we're gonna go through the interviews that I had with everybody, um, just to hear straight from the runners how it went. All right. Let's do it. We are with John Kuhn. Kuhn? Yep, that's correct. (laughs) I'm going to butcher the name every time. (laughs) You're Closer than most. (laughs) Yes. Um, So, John, you've done many of our races in New York. Tell us about the Atlanta version.
2: The Atlanta, honestly, was unlike any other one we've done before. Given most of the New York City races are over very large bridges, and it's pretty easy to spot where the checkpoints are, The closest I could say this one would be like the Boston one last year. We kind of know where we're going, but this one was a total just follow the person in front of you, find the checkpoints, and we still ended up cutting through woods and through fields and over a wall at one point. And it was unlike anything else, but it really brought out who are the great kind of orienteering kind of runners out there, and uh, I was experiencing like and like anything else, and it was really fitting for a Take the Bridge Nationals kind of yeah. meet.
1: Is Boston the only other out-of-city um, Take the Bridge you've done?
2: That is correct. Every other, all other nine, I believe, have been in New York City.
1: The thing is, like, as we go to other cities outside of New York, like, the bridges are not as long as New York, and so, like, the style that we had tonight is very similar to, like, some of the other cities that we've done recently, just because we're trying... And you will not have known this, but you went over six bridges tonight. Six bridges.
2: Six, honestly, because I I feel like I counted three of them, (laughs) and maybe one of them twice. A lot more staircases. There
1: was three bridges where they were checkpoints. Each of the checkpoints was a bridge, but there was three bridges in addition to that that you went over that you probably didn't even realize.
2: No, I definitely didn't realize them because I don't, I think all six of them combined might not be the same length as Queensboro. so.
1: No, not of this is this what we're dealing with in other cities. Um, okay, so tell me about what it felt like to like watch the trials and then to immediately come and do this race afterwards.
2: Oh, absolutely. Watching the trials was such an incredible experience. Like I've never had the chance to be able to watch one of these before and just Seeing the, I was in a spot where I was able to see the runners come through six times and being able to, six times each gender and watching them be able to come through and just the grit and determination that they showed was so absolutely incredible and especially coming through that final time, seeing the pack start to break up and you know everyone really pushing and the upsets that we saw today were absolutely like Jake Riley passing us when he passed me I think he was still in like sixth place and then be able to come up to second in the last couple of miles, Molly Seidel her Marathon debut coming out of nowhere to get that second, Alphalph and Kalamuk, And then being able to kind of take all of that uh, inspiration that we saw today and come over and run through Hill and Dale and intersections and craziness here in you know the middle of Atlanta was absolutely nuts. And it was cool to be able to, you know, take that inspiration and really Translated into a good little take the bridge race
1: yeah um i don't know it was i loved watching the trials today it was you know like it feels so good to know so many people that are out there and i just felt like constantly like i just you couldn't even watch on your phone like you couldn't track on your phone because you were sitting there watching it in real life the entire time oh you
2: could i i had for the majority of the race i had it just going on like the nbc which tried to follow it on there but then as soon as people were passing by it's like Alright, here's the me here's the main group, but then all right, here's this person I'm cheering for, this person I'm cheering for, this person I'm cheering for. I'm pretty sure I got my voice back about ten minutes before the Take the Bridge race from having lost it for all the cheering for you know, we had all the New Yorkers between the Brooklyn Track Club girls, Caitlin Phillips, Allison Goldstein, Jenny Donnelly, the Nyack guys, just go you know, going nuts for all of them and hopefully rep that we all rep them well tonight, winning with the East in at the Take the Bridge race. So,
1: what I fucking loved, um, Molly Saddell, her sister Izzy mm-hmm. just won the women's race for Take the Bridge. And as I'm biking with her, I realized that she's wearing her sister's number. The bib, yep. Or her bib. And I was like, oh my, how fucking sick is that? And she's wearing like the whole kit that everybody wore today for Tracksmith. It just, it was so amazing. Um and here's the thing: like watching that today, you saw these girls, or everybody that was racing these crazy times. But then at the same time, I swear to God, they were like smiling ear to ear. They were just like so fucking happy to be out there, right?
2: Oh, absolutely! I swear, every time one of our New York girls passed by in the trials, and we were cheering, we we had a pa- we had a group of probably six of us all cheering for them every time they went by, and we cheered their nines, They looked over; they were they were smiling, they were waving. I feel like it, you know. When I've been in races before, and it's just nice to hear those, and and especially in a race like this, um, I know they definitely hopefully appreciated all the yelling and cheering and everything. and uh, yeah, It's nice to be able to see them smile, and even in those late stages of the race when they're really suffering and they can kind of get out and that they're still enjoying it.
1: Oh, my goodness. Okay, so I don't know if you've heard this, but so... Um, I'm a partner with Little Lemon this year in New York Ooh. to start to think about what the next iteration of Take the Bridge is.
3: Ooh.
1: And so we're thinking of like new styles of races, new like right. concepts for races. I like the sound of that. So like, if there was any race in New York that like isn't happening yet that you're like, that needs to fucking happen, what would it be?
2: Oh, that's tough because there's so many good things we could do. Um, I mean, I'm a... Racing through the streets kind of junky. So, like, even a, you know, one end of the city across 42nd all the way to the other side and back, or like a, I feel like it's been thrown out before, but like a 2 a.m. run Staten Island back across Verrazano kind of race, or, okay, I mean, so there, there's so many good you're ones. Naming, <laughs> you're
1: naming some things that I've already, like, so one, I want to take the fucking Verrazano. And everybody thinks we, I'm crazy. We do but it. I, I we do every do
2: bridge, but we no, need that one. here's the thing,
1: like, I really, like, Girl. it can be fucking done, the Verrazano, and I won't disclose how, but we're going to fucking okay. do it. That's I'm, like, in, like, I'm in for that. That I've is, like, spread. the goal of my life right now is to do that. But also, like, the Lost Boys once did a race. They did, like, they used to, like, just do crazy pop-up races all the time, and they haven't done them in years, but, like, they did one where, like, you started on the east coast, and, or the east side, and you had to go all the way to the west side and back, or it might have just been one, that one way. That would be incredible. Like, that is fucking amazing. And I haven't heard that idea yet, but there's a few other really good ideas, so just stay tuned. there's there's like like three or four months where we're not doing out of city races where we're like literally just gonna be lighting up the city and doing crazy shit. So
2: I mean, you know I'll be there. i I think I'm up to I think this might be take the bridge number ten, <laughs> possibly more, and I kind of gotta keep the street going. I think I've done honestly, I think I've done more take the bridges than actual like sanctioned races so it's I like working that. I mean it worked for my New York build up and it seems to be hopefully working for the Boston build up so we're just going to keep it up
1: amazing well John thank you so much we will see you back in New York <laughs>
2: absolutely see you soon
1: Izzy <laughs> um <laughs> Izzy just one? our women's yes. to the bridge <laughs> um and Izzy here's the thing um you were with Tracksmith. Mm-hmm. I've been talking to you for the past few yes. weeks. Just doing details for the race. Yes. Right? Yes. Um, and so the last couple of days yesterday you were like emailing me,
4: like, okay, I had I'm no idea there was, what was going, I know what's on. going on. Please <laughs> explain to me. And like so
1: anyways, tell me about
4: like leading up to the race you so you were
1: thinking.
4: I think I was yeah, taking I it a little too seriously. <laughs> but um it was definitely, I think, a huge day where I was just on my feet all day and Once we we got back to the Tracksmith suite, Molly was there. Drug testing was right across the hall, which was super ironic. So we were in there, and people were like, are you going to do this race? So it's like, I think I have to. So then we jogged over here um, and kind of just went with it. But um, we were in the suite, and Molly had her – she literally has not, like, changed since the marathon, and she had her bib, and we were like – she just put on the sidle bib." so – ran with the sidle bib, um, definitely got energy from that, but I just kept telling myself, Molly was hurting way more today than me, so I can, I can make it through this, so. I want her to be able to do this. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it was, it was fun, though. I, uh, I definitely had a really good time, so. So, I don't think I even realized it until, like, maybe about, like, after the first checkpoint I turned around, and I was like, wait a second, like, she's fucking wearing yeah. big number, this is- I was like, honestly, like we just have to. This is this is the opportunity. So I felt so funny, honestly, wearing. First of all, they let me wear the OTQ kit, um, and just running through the streets completely alone in this outfit as people are pedestrians are just like walking by. But yeah, it's was, it was definitely an energy. So
1: <laughs> tell me, this is your first take the bridge, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. This is my
4: first one. Yeah.
1: And Lou, who mm-hmm. love with the chaplain, so he gave you probably a little bit of a doubt yes. on what it was about, right? Tell us about like. What you thought of your
4: first experience? Um, I think this was the first time I really had to. I feel like racing a lot of times is like just try not to think. This definitely was a race where you're like, okay, you got to be turned on. Um, it was super helpful having the bikes next to me, obviously, and it was kind of fun having the like the stream there, um, knowing people were watching. But it, I was kind of like a test of agility. Honestly, there was I scaled um some cement wall at one point, which was quite interesting but like gotta do it gotta cut out as i can at no point did i expect somebody to scale that wall that was that was not like a small wall i will say i did get some insight since the men went before andy who also um works for tracksmith he we were like do you have any advice and so courtney and i were asking this and courtney got second and he was like there is this one area where you might have to go down this like if you happen to be going on the same point um as the men like you might have to go down the cement wall but like just take take the little like turn and go down it and so I saw it there and I knew there was a checkpoint sprinted to it because that was a prime one um and then just darted back went down the cement um and then everybody followed so it seemed to be the move but yeah I was like I'm not gonna try to go like make this uh, like cut every corner I can't pretty much (laughs) It was fucking badass. <laughs> and at, like after the race, I told steven who's our head driver I'm like, the girls were fucking ballsy. Yeah. They did like some really good moves. Yeah. that I didn't even do. Yeah, I honestly like, I was just trying to be gritty out there. I I wanted to. I really. So it was funny because Matt beforehand he was jokingly like, we don't want you to get second. Like. Um, obviously, now, so Molly got second, but I got first today, so I think this is a pretty big deal, though. But, um, definitely wanted to make the title name count, so. Um, so, like, watching my sister... Mm-hmm. It's awesome. place today, yeah. You're wearing your right yeah, I, know. Is, like, <laughs> I had the flag on earlier. It's funny because everybody thinks I'm Molly, and we're at the Georgia Beer Garden right now, and everybody keeps congratulating me, which I just keep saying thanks. Um, but everybody thinks I'm Molly and wants a picture. Um, but yeah, that today was like probably one of the craziest days of my life, and I did not even race the marathon. Uh, but we had sweaters on that said Team Seidel, and we didn't have the wristbands to get in the friends and family area, but we were, like, sprinting all over. At, like, mile 23 of the marathon, we pretty much knew that, like, she was, like, going to do it. And so we're, like, sprinting, and we're trying to get in, and we just keep saying, like, that's my sister. So they, like, let us through, and they ended up getting, like, right to the finish line. Um, so I got to give Molly a hug, like, right as they, like, gave her her flag, and it was just, like... I was like, was crying uncontrollably, and it was one of the most amazing moments ever. So I will never forget that. But that definitely was like one of the most special moments of my life. So today has been amazing, honestly. <laughs> um, thank you so much yeah, for no out. I'm just so impressed. That you still came out and and like I did it. I definitely there was a point where I was like, do I do this? Like, are we are we gonna have anything? Since like this is such a like big thing for Molly, I was like. Like, is this going to change our night? We're like, no, we're still going to the Georgia period, and we're still going to do Take the Bridge. So, yeah, I'm I'm honestly so glad that I did this, this day. It really, like, capped off the day, I would say. Oh, my goodness. mom um, My mom is here as well. Momacidal is here. Um, she actually came, yeah, she came to watch. They they obviously couldn't see the race, but they were here for the start and the finish. Um, so, yeah, they, they have been cheering a lot today. They've uh, been the best team, so. This. this is like a whole family. Like I know so it's much. it's funny because no one else in our family runs actually, it's just us. Oh, thank you so yes. much. Thank you for having me. I'm really glad I was able to do yeah, this. So. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I will be I'll be on that star line. Yes. Okay. I'll wear my bib. Bim. <laughs> yes, okay, thank you. Night. I have
1: the winner of um, the men's race. Matthew Palmer. He is um, on Jacuzzi Boys from Portland. Um, Matt, how did your race go?
5: I uh, went well. Um, I was I'm not from Atlanta, obviously, um, so I had no idea where the where to go. Uh, I didn't look at the course at all before. Just decided to just follow whoever's in the lead, follow the bike, and just go where they went. Um, so I was per- playing pretty conservative early on, and then just. Took a chance on cutting the course when it worked out. Um, Guessed a few times and guessed correctly. And then just was able to battle through it up the final hill and finished first. So
1: Um, Name, there was another guy that was ahead of you. He was in first place. And he had a renegade shirt on. I don't know if you saw that. Like, he, like, hand-rode his (laughs) renegade shirt. (laughs) So he um, was in first place. And then you passed him because you did a little bit of, um, like, cross-country style. Right. Like because there's some switchbacks if you stuck on the trail, but then you went straight on through the trail. Um, tell us about that.
5: Yeah. So there's a switchback going down towards the reservoir. Uh, it's like a, just a concrete uh, switchback with like kind of like uh, grass and trees between uh, switchbacks and just being like playing back a little bit. Like I could have a better vantage point to see like a little shortcut. So I just like jumped on it, pounced on it real quick and was able to take over the lead from there. Uh, kind of throughout out my strategy of like following because I then had no idea and just was guessing from then and got lucky from there. I um, was able to hold off the lead from then on.
1: First, Take the Bridge. Even though we've been to Portland, you've never run one of our Take the Bridges before, right?
5: Yeah, so I've watched the other two. I've come out and spectated, but I think uh, at least the last one was like the night before race I already had planned, so it just wasn't a good idea to do that. Uh, and I think the other one was like also maybe the night before or night after. So
1: Well, we always do it right before Glen Track Festival, so it's kind of like, it's a little iffy that way, right?
5: Yeah, so I'm, a, I'm more I'm of a track guy. I'm more of a mid-distance track guy, so that's kind of what I focus my season on, uh, especially that time of year. So, um, yeah, I just... I always think it's really cool event and wanted to come out and watch like glad I got an opportunity here. Where I'm kind of like in between races to take advantage of it. And when I'm actually in Atlanta, when I live in Portland, Oregon, that kind of not just convenient, but it worked out well because I was here to watch the trials. So
1: well, thank you for coming out for Take the Bridge. Um, if we come back to Portland and it's not right before a track meet, yeah. would you do Take the Bridge again?
5: Yeah, definitely. It was a lot of fun. I just like, I don't know, it's great energy and just like it's a new it's kind of like cross country, but in, in the city. So it's like. But you have no idea where like you just don't know where you're going, kinda. Of, you're just kinda of, like guessing, like, oh now stairs. I don't know. Yeah, especially like in a weird city where you don't live, it's really just like making it up as you go along and just having to deal with it. Like I don't know how much long how much is left. If there's a hill coming up, if there's a turn, like I was just kinda of, like going forward as it came, kept exciting without like having to dread or like anticipate anything. So
1: Well, thank you so much for coming.
5: Yeah, of course. Thanks for having us.
1: And I'm here with Miss Denali. Okay, so tell me about Take the Bridge Tonight. Um, The course is all over the place. But what I will say is that the women did some pretty badass moves tonight. So tell me about, like, you've only done our New York races, right? I think I've, so.
0: I've only done our New York races.
1: So I will say that outside of New York, we tend to be a little bit more loose about, like, bridges. And, like, we would actually raced over – the women, most of the women raced over five bridges tonight. The men, six, because they chose a different course. But so tell me – your thoughts of this race versus like what you've done in the past.
0: I mean, I had no idea where I was going. Like I was, I literally signed up and I was like, uh, what the fuck? (laughs) Um, there were a few women. I think I was, I was nervous because I was like, I was looking around me and I was like, are you guys fast? What's the polite way of asking this? Are you fast? Are you medium? Are you slow? Like no one knows how to identify themselves. And so, I knew I was one of the faster runners. I was I was in third most of the race. But there were two women ahead of me, both from Boston, both representing Tracksmith, who were really, really legit. And I, you know, you have to make a decision at the front, at, at the start, saying, deciding, am I going to follow them or am I going to follow my own course? And I decided to follow them because they seemed really smart. They seemed like they were really experienced racers and... I think that was the right move. Um, I mean, I think this course was different from New York races in that I didn't know my terrain. There were really, there were like, there were steep courses. There were, there were bridges and parks that I didn't know. I probably added on more than half a mile just because I didn't know the course. Yeah. And I think that's the fun of take the bridge that I hadn't experienced when I was running locally is when I'm running locally, I don't, I don't feel that advantage. But when I was here, I was like, I definitely felt the disadvantage. And that made the race that much more fun for me. I ran by Martin Luther King Jr.'s house. So that was all a part of the course. We ran
1: through, it's, it's you know, like the last day of Black um, History Month, and we ran through a very historic area of, like, the Martin Luther King area or whatever, and, like, the course ran straight through right by where he was born, which is amazing, yeah. right? Um, let me ask you... So the women did two things that were super smart. One that the men did not do is that you turned around, you went over that first bridge, um, the Jackson Street Bridge, and you turned around and you went on the path, the bike path, instead of the streets. That meant that you had less traffic, right? The second thing that you guys did is that you went over the second bridge and you again turned around and you, like, at least Izzy did this, where she, like, went down that like freaking like she scaled the wall right
0: did you do that? Did you do that? I mean I did that okay so let me tell you about what the woman did the woman did a lot of badass things <laughs> so I followed I followed Izzy I followed like they were so far in front of me and I was I was trying to keep up and I was like oh, this is this is me I'm in third I'm gonna get a hundred dollars like this is a big moment for me. And then we hit this, we hit a cliff. And when I say a cliff, it was a literal cliff. It was a cement slab that both of them ran down. I got in full on crab position and crawled down. So that is where I fell behind is they got two minutes ahead of me. I, a lot of people caught up with me, but I was like, I can't. I don't know what this is. Like, this is a cement slab, and I'm 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 crawling down it. It was so steep, but that was also like one of the moments that I was like, "This is fun." It straight up reminded me of of the Speed Project. But like as I'm
1: scouting that course, I I looked down and I was like, will people scale this." I'm like, "No fucking way! No way will
5: people
0: scale this." You were like, "You thought this was a non-obstacle, but it fully was." <laughs> Everyone who was intense was like. Let's go. Let's fucking go. And I saw it and I was like, let's fucking go. I was like, let's fucking go a little bit slower. <laughs> but a lot of people approached it really, really fast and really, really hard. And they were smart about it. And that's where they that's where they got ahead of me and like powered to them. They knew what they were doing. They had balance in their feet. Like they were confident. I think that's smart running. I think that was really, really fun. That's like also something that's really special about Take the Bridge is most courses don't have something like that. And there were a lot of people cheering for us. There were a lot of people asking, what course are you running? And everyone was cheering. Everyone was yelling back at them. We're running Take the Bridge. <laughs> it was really, it was a moment. It was. It was fun for us.
1: Here's the thing is that when we bike these courses, like normally the men do crazy fucking things and then the women are a little bit more timid. And so like I bike the men's race and it's like, I get all that shit out of my system and it's like, it's scary. Like it's literally like so much that we have to deal with as bike, like course marshals or whatever, bike marshals and trying to keep up with them, trying to keep them safe, whatever. And it was totally flipped on its wheel this time because like the men got completely lost. They did all these timid things and the women were just like complete badasses. And it was like, no, the women's race is what I had to like really keep up with. And it was very exciting. Um, I have to ask you, What happened in the very end? Because I know you were third for most of the race, so I want to hear what happened.
0: I mean, I, so I, a little bit of context for those who don't know, I was in third. I was definitely leading the pack of, there were, there were two people ahead of me. They were, deservedly ahead of me they were way ahead and there was me leading this pack of like amateur runners until we got to the finish and there was a turn and it was probably a 100 meters left maybe 150 meters left and there was a turn onto this gravel road and I was like I didn't think that was it I thought I thought that it was too I thought it was going to be more obvious that this was the turn that we were supposed to turn on so I kept going straight and everyone behind me, who I had been pacing for three miles, turned onto this street. And like, this is something to say about women's running is they—they they told me like they weren't like they. No one was like "fuck you," like you lose. Everyone was like, "Denali, you're fucking up." And they started yelling at me, and they were like, "Turn around!" And so I did, and I was able to turn around, and I was able to catch up to get six. But I added on like like maybe three or four hundred meters to the race, and so I ended up coming in sixth after pacing third for most of the race, which was sad. honestly, like what mattered to me was making the friends that I did it wasn't racing the time that I did, and so that's like it was it was all worth it i don't I don't care about the hundred dollars you know what I find it super interesting is that like
1: in these races it, you'd think that people wouldn't want to call out to you like you're going the wrong way right but like so I just did the OSR race last Saturday night that was like one o'clock in the morning and um same thing happens where like people are helping each other out on the course and yelling at each other and being like go this way or like you're going the wrong way or whatever and it's like you'd think that people wouldn't want to do that because it's like well I want to win but it definitely feels like you're all in it
0: together you're and so I I love that they, like, yelled at you, and they're like, Denali, what the fuck are you doing? I mean, I'm going to make this about myself for a second and say that a lot of them had no idea what the fuck they were doing the majority of the run. And they were like, we'll follow Denali. Yes. And then they did follow me the majority of the race. And it wasn't until they caught me at, like, the last minute. They were like, fact check. She doesn't know what she's doing. <laughs> but for the majority of the race, they followed me. So it didn't matter. Yeah. And, like, I brought them I brought them through a route that was probably inefficient. Like, we probably could have cut off 0.1 miles if we ran a different route. But it didn't matter because everyone followed me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was a super supportive crew. Yeah. And that's my favorite thing about Take the Bridge races is that, like, I don't know. You meet people, especially this race. I met people from Atlanta. I met people from Houston. I met people from L.A. Like, we all were, like what are we really raising towards? Like, well, we're going to get a hat, like cool, but we're going to get a friendship that's going to last us our entire running career. And that's what really, really, really mattered.
1: Okay. Denali. So, um, thank you for coming out. The only thing I will also say, I've been telling everybody who's been doing these interviews with me is that in New York, um, I've been challenged to start to think about what the next iteration of take the bridges. I'm really super excited about what we're going to do this year. Cause we have some really crazy ideas coming at us. So one last question for you is, is there anything in the city in New York that you haven't seen yet that you're like, we need to fucking do this.
0: Anything like that at all? I think the biggest thing is just a co-ed race. Like I think that appropriately, this is the year of the woman, like men back the fuck off. This is our moment but maybe we could invite you. (laughs) Like Maybe this could be our moment. I think that we have a lot of men and women's races and we have like tonight was an East versus West race, but a lot of women really benefit from running with men. It's something like I would not be the runner that I am if I didn't have the male training partners that I had. And if we could have a co-ed race that, I think that would be a really big deal. And maybe Take the Bridge could own that. <laughs> okay, I like that
1: idea. Um, good to know. So, Denali, we'll see you soon. We're here with Peter Bronka.
3: <laughs> Hello, all.
1: <laughs> um, Peter, you know what? You are wearing the same little fuzzy <laughs> shirt that you were wearing the night that we when came we up. When we conceived
3: of this event.
1: Yes, the night that we came up with this idea. You wore this shirt. I
3: asked you if you were going to go to the trials, and you said, well, you weren't sure. And I said, you know what you should do. <laughs> so take the bridge at the trials, and then you'll have to come.
1: And I came. Peter, it sounds like you're a little sick.
3: I, I'm i not that sick. I I had a voice, and I left it on the course this morning. Just
1: oh, yes, yes, yes. We were just talking about that, too, and how, like, you're cheering so fucking loud. Like.
3: Yeah, you're just going as big. I had a lot of um, volunteers with the official jacket tell me, like, um, I'm sorry, sir, we really appreciate all of your yelling, but you can't go in the road. And I was like, I totally understand. And then there was the time when the cop grabbed me and threw me onto the curb. And I was like, I'm I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm not fighting you. I hope you understand. So it was a day. It was an amazing day.
1: So Peter, you helped conceive this whole idea. Like the whole East Coast, West Coast was your idea.
3: Well, when else do we have the whole country together? You could, so, I mean, I grew up with cross country as the pinnacle of the sport of running, and I know how much Tracksmith loves cross country, and so I thought, wouldn't it be cool if we recreated that with the vibe of Take the Bridge, sort of mix it all together.
1: Yeah. Um, But Peter, sadly, you were not here tonight.
3: I did not make it to Take the Bridge this evening, and I am ashamed. I realized that I had a little bit overextended my commitments when I was really here for my Boundary Track Club teammates. And I realized that when one of them had to go to the urgent care unit, like, you got to be where you got to be. And even though he was going to be taken care of, like, just being there for him in case he needed anything, I realized, like, so, yeah.
1: I get it. We're good. I'm just glad that we're talking to you now. Um.
3: Sorting it out. There's beer to ease it over.
1: So, um, you told me, so I shared with you the course for tonight.
3: So my biggest insight when Darcy shared the course with me was that the, the biggest benefit of bridges is that typically there's water in the middle and runners in, in general won't jump into the water to get across. Like that, I don't know if that's happened. Maybe it could happen soon, in you know, take the bridge, but generally it gives you a guide, like the, the few take the bridges I've done, two of them, it was pretty clear where you might go. There was some edges you could cut but you wouldn't just like go across the middle because there was water there so given that there wasn't water anywhere close to to atlanta um i realized that people might get super creative and runners getting super creative on their routes could lead to you tell me
1: (laughs) so what so when the men got so lost and here's the thing we have
3: all the men back Maybe
1: <laughs> there's a lot of DNFs. There's a lot of DNFs.
3: There's DNF like you don't finish, and there's DNF like no one sees you. Again. Take
1: it. Here's the here's what happened, Peter. Is that I told there was three checkpoints, and I told everybody okay. there's three checkpoints ten minutes before the race because I really wanted everybody to understand where they were at least where the at least where the checkpoints were at. Okay. And I said I will give you the order of the checkpoints. Right before the
3: race. Oh, so checkpoints ahead of time, order right before.
1: Yes. So I went through and I'm like, does anybody have any questions about the checkpoints? Everybody's like, no, we're good.
3: We're running, We're <laughs> super confident in which way we're going.
1: So the right before the race, I'm like, last chance. And everybody's like, good. And then I give them the order. And as we're biking, like we have like the headphones in. Oh, yeah. And people are like, somebody came back to the first checkpoint. They don't, they don't know where the third checkpoint is. Can you tell me where the third checkpoint
3: is? It's a... Uh... It's an unsanctioned race. It's uh, you really—if you find yourself complaining about the map, that take the bridge. You've uh, you steered yourself the wrong direction, probably literally. And Also, the spirit of it is uh, no comp- no whining about the map.
1: So. so. So that happened for the men, people got so fucking lost, <laughs> like, it, like we were a half an hour start late starting the women because the men took so fucking long to get back knows? in. Yeah,
3: who knows where they could be.
1: <laughs> many of them, it was a three and a half mile course, many of them did six and a half miles.
3: So I, uh, yeah, that's a, you know, yeah. runners love to run.
1: I will say the women were much smarter <laughs> about the race. We told them it was going to be a different order, but we did not change the order. Um, But what I will say is, like, one, they understood that, like, if they took the bike path, there was no traffic. And so, like, a lot of them turned around after the first checkpoint and went on the bike path, which meant that they didn't have any traffic. And I'm like, smart move, smart move. The second thing they did, the second checkpoint was over this overpass that went over the belt line. Izzy started this, where she turned around and then, like, jumped down. Yes. Yes down to the like so like literally caught off probably about a half a mile by jumping down this like and it was very steep down to the belt line yeah, and it was I, fucking crazy I feel
3: like jumping is the underrated move in unsanctioned racing there was a there was a jump over a barrier for one of the Orchard Street races a couple right. summers ago and I was yeah. watching it live from somewhere else mm-hmm. and was every, everyone who was watching was like oh shit oh shit you know like the jump is totally underrated it's, it's going to become pretty standard as unsanctioned races become huge
1: yeah so like me and Cody, Cody is the one that did the live stream and he's like Darcy she just jumped down and I'm like well we can't take we our have fucking We lost the leader. <laughs> and I'm like go around like, like we can't fucking jump down <laughs> with our bikes like yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. Sorry if
3: bikes can't keep up.
1: <laughs> but I caught up with her, Okay. Fucking badass these yeah. women were smart and they did some badass moves that the men did not. I feel
3: like you could have been talking about this afternoon's race, but you were talking about this evening's race. Because the men uh, at the Olympic trials went out like fucking banshees, and the women played it a little bit more strategically, and it played out in a slightly less of a fireworks show of really? catastrophe. But, I mean, it yeah. was, both races were super exciting yeah. in both cases. Yes. Um, but, yeah, there's a there's a theme here we can explore.
1: Very much. Okay, so um, I think it was a su- success. Great. What is your next idea? Like, here's the thing. We're exploring what the next Take the Bridge is. What is your next idea, Peter? Give us all your ideas. Well, it
3: definitely sounds like you need to have, like, a passport. Like, sort of like a, like a runner. I mean, I just sat and listened to someone who's run 10 races. So he would have, like, a whole assortment of accomplishments. And I have slightly different accomplishments. And, like, each race having its own sort of, like, you know, passport book, passport stamp of, Strengths, differences. Oh, you haven't gotten totally lost? You don't get the totally lost stamp. If you've gotten lost every single time, you have the perfect streak of lost stamps. I think there's a lot to be exploited.
1: Yeah. Um, Peter, you know what happened last time in Portland when we went to Portland last? Oh. Um, (laughs) The community there did not like us so much. Um, We don't have confetti anymore. Instead, we have... um, Champagne showers instead Ooh. Which you missed tonight ah. So Here's the question Do you think we need to go back to Portland this year?
3: I think Portland needs There's a big saying in Portland Keep Portland weird And unsanctioned is At least weird enough to uh, Portland also loves to be super indignant And so that's what we experienced last time there. Yes. So I think that um, Absolutely has to come back We need to find a route That uh, really plays to all of Portland's strengths Maybe offers even more opportunity for getting lost mm. Maybe There's a lot of water. We could really explore ways where you could get lost. Jumping could be involved. Yeah. I would, although the community was loud, Portland loves nothing more than being loud about stuff. So we we will welcome you back.
1: Okay. Thank you so much, Peter. Thank you for at least coming and chatting with me afterwards. You're here at the after party. That's what matters the most. Always make it to the after party. (laughs) Okay. We'll talk to you later, Peter. Okay, kids. That's that. That's everything. That's all we got. (laughs) um gosh i don't have much else to say that's it that was it was the night you know and like that was atlanta not to be missed you know whatever (laughs) on to the next um our next race is la um next podcast to come out is probably going to be like in a day or two because we got to get this one out to hype up la um and we're going to be talking to um Good Vibes Track Club and Marv from Good Vibes all about LA. So I'm super excited about the next one. I think this is the first time that we've done races so close to one another. Um, and I just want to shout out to my team. You know, like LA hasn't happened yet, but we're super prepared for it. And I just want to shout out to the Take the Bridge team because they have done a fucking amazing job in making sure that we are ready for both races. So um, thanks for listening. and. Until next time, adios. We'll talk to you later. (laughs) Bye, you guys.